Welcome to Your Glowing Podcast. We're your hosts, Coco and Cindy. On this podcast, we'll be sharing advice, resources, stories, and tips to empower and inspire you to pursue your dream life. Conversations that will transform your mindset, kickstart your wellness journey, and keep you glowing. Join us on this weekly discussion as we learn, laugh, and glow together. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Cindy and Coco are finally back together. Um, I missed you. (laughs) I missed you more, girl. It was weird recording alone. (laughs) Right? I was like, I'm not used to this, and I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I I know. I know. I was like, I need your commentary. (laughs) I know. Who do I talk to? Who am I talking to? (laughs) Exactly. So now we're back, and we have a very relevant topic to talk about today. We're going to talk about life transitions. Yay. Um, I think when it comes to life transitions and like changes and things like that, we oftentimes view it as something scary because you're losing familiarity, losing the things that you know, comfortability. That one. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. But um, I think it's also something that we should kind of view as exciting. You know, it's like a new chapter of your life. So Yeah, I totally agree. And there's also different types of transitions too, right? We have transitions that are expected and we also have ones that are not so expected. And sometimes those feel like the more challenging ones, but also even the expected ones can still be challenging. You know, you leave a chapter of your life that you knew was going to end, for instance, school or a job, an internship, anything like that. Um, I think no matter what the transition is, I think it can be scary for everyone because again, we always fear the unknown, you know? Exactly. It's always the uncertainty. It's like what's to come. And like, again, it's just like you're comfortable in like a situation, you know, but listen, when you get out of that, that's where you grow the most. So what have some of your life transitions looked like so far in your life? I think the biggest transition in my life thus far is moving to California. Um, Just because I was done with, you know, college um, and then came out here. I didn't know anyone really didn't know how to make friends as an adult, still figuring that out. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? Yes, girls. So yeah, I think that was the biggest transition and like other transitions are um, just like breakups, I would say. Yeah. I feel like with breakups, when you don't expect it to happen, then it's like um, a little more scary, right? Because then you're like so comfortable, like where you were at and then trying to navigate life after that. Um, But like I said, I think it's also exciting, you know, because then it's like time for you to explore yourself. And it's just like a new transition, new chapter of your life. Yeah. So moving to California was a planned transition for you. And breakups you've had in the past, obviously weren't as planned. What? Some were, some weren't, you know, it depends like um, whether, you know, who did the ending of the relationship, if it was mutual and things like that. Mm. But still, it can still be hurtful, even if you're the one who broke up with someone or even if you got broken up with, it's still a change because, um, usually when you're in a relationship, you spend a lot of time with that person. So it's like a complete change in lifestyle routine, you know? Exactly. So that's the thing. I think that's when you're trying to navigate, like, what do I do now? Because like my whole days used to look like this and now it's going to look so differently, you know? Um, But I think also it's like a great time for you to kind of figure yourself out, you know? Because I think when it comes to relationships, I feel like I kind of um, 
I don't know if I would say I like, I lose myself, but I become more of that other person, you know, and I got to figure out myself. Yeah. And I think that's such a natural thing kind of growing with your partner. And that's how you get close to somebody, because if you're way too different and you don't start growing together, then you're not really growing closer, I guess. Does that make sense? <laughs> so you grew up in Minnesota and you lived the same place yeah, like growing up, everything. So same hometown, yeah. everything didn't move. Well, so um, I lived in California when I was like young, super young, right? But oh. yeah, but I did grow up in Minnesota in like third grade and up. Um, so it was a different transition. And I think um, just like the culture out here is a little different to the people that you meet. So a little bit of a culture shock. I think once you start finding people who like are having the same mindset as you, you know, same values, things like that, then you feel more like kind of, it feels more like home. Mm. Yeah. How was it adjusting to the different culture? Yeah. So that's where it was different. You know, it was like hard when you don't have like a solid support system. Um, thankfully, like I always had you or like, you know, some other friends would fly in and kind of help me, you know, enjoy like the life out here a lot more. Um, and I had grandparents who live out here as well, you know, so that helped make the transition easier. I feel like if um, you're moving to a new city or something like that, and like, that's your new transition, I highly recommend putting yourself out there and like making friends and like finding a good support system. Yeah, you know? that's huge. So one of the ways that you kind of dealt with the transition was, you know, getting friend groups and things like that. And, and you got a new job, obviously, when you moved out to California too, right? Yeah. So I actually didn't find that job until I moved out here. <laughs> what? Yeah, girl. So basically when you moved to California, like everything changed, right? Like you had new friends, new job, new environment, new place to live. Like that's so many changes all at once. And it's funny because even for me, I mean, I guess I had similar when I moved to Florida, right? Like I guess yeah. the one consistent was I moved with my boyfriend, right? So I had him, but same thing, new job, new apartment, having to make new friends, things like that. And it's almost like, you know, if you have one thing that changes, but the rest of your life is a little more consistent, it's almost a little more comforting because you have things to fall back on. Maybe that's family that lives nearby, things like that. But when you don't have that, or like so many things change at once, that can be so scary. And that's not to say if one thing changes, it's not a big deal because for instance, maybe you got a new job or something. And for a lot of people, including myself, like a job, whether I want this to be the case or not, can be a big part of our identity, right? Like you spend a lot of your time at work. So if you lose a job or something, you're not necessarily changing a lot, but that can feel super impactful because it's a big part of your life, you know? A hundred percent. You spend like most of your life at work, you know, if you're working that like nine to five or whatever. So it can definitely be like such a big change. And you're so right about having like, you know, if you have one thing changing, but you have other things that are consistent, then it's like a little bit easier. easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's where like breakups too, you know, it's kind of like that was kind of consistent for you. And then like when that ends, it's like, okay, well, now what? <laughs> Right. And the person that you want to get that 
comfort from because you're sad about the breakup is that person in a lot of cases but like no (laughs) and then you don't got that anymore and it's tough tough yeah I'm trying to think of breakups in the past where in the moment you're just you don't realize why it happened and you almost wish it didn't but the more maybe you think about it and I think time almost heals everything right I think that's what I've learned with a lot of transitions. Like even for me right now, I'm going through a transition at work. Um, My boss got a new job, so she's no longer with the company. So the structuring of my work is changing my position, things like that. And that's terrifying for me. I've never dealt with anything like that at work before. Right. And so this has been happening, this whole work transition for several months. And so you know, from the moment I knew my boss was leaving, of course, there was uncertainty of what was going to happen to my position, where I would be in the company, who I was going to be working for and with, how was my role going to change. And it's already in February, and this transition is still happening. So I still feel that uncertainty. And it's crazy, because how many months is that? October, November, December, January that's like five months of a transition, right? Where I don't have like a very clear answer on everything. And I think in a lot of cases, when you're going through a transition, you don't know things all right away. But I think time is the best healer. And just trusting that in time, you will get the answers and not trying to force or rush anything. I think when we do that, we almost like, stress ourselves out too much because we feel like I shouldn't be worrying about this you know I should be over this like I'm overthinking it but I think we just gotta let time make things better yeah and like not to worry about things we don't know about you know and I think Mm -hmm. easier said than done but I think we got to try to focus on doing that so how do you deal with all of that uncertainty then Oh my God, girl, it has been a roller coaster of emotion. So obviously when you're starting out with a transition, at least in my case, and I think everybody processes transitions a little bit differently. So for me, it's getting really anxious, you know, thinking the worst, like the worst of the worst of what could happen, you know, getting scared, I would get fired or I wouldn't like what I'm doing or like just all these stories we make up in our heads, you know, making it bigger than it probably is. And then things like maybe lose sleep over it or changing my eating habits or exercise, you know, being stressed and maybe coping in ways where I'm kind of ignoring the problem. So maybe binge watching too much TV or, Mm -hmm. you know, overindulging in things just to kind of like try to numb the anxiousness and like the uncertainty. So I've definitely dealt with it. Those are like the negative ways that I probably dealt with it. The positive ways that definitely have felt better is phoning a friend, you know, calling my friends and family, the people I really trust in my life to give good advice on what I should do. So I don't necessarily ask everyone, but people who I know have been in similar positions as me, you know, people who have gone through transitions like this or people who have I don't know, been working for a really long time, that kind of thing. Um, Another way of dealing with it is just self-care and realizing this one aspect of my life isn't everything and remembering um, like my values, 
what I'm good at, like just just trying to remember kind of who I am and not get lost in this whole transition. Um, but back to the self-care, like going for a walk, spending time outside, um, reading, just doing anything that just makes me feel more fulfilled versus then those quick fix type of habits, you know? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I think that's really important that you get advice from someone who like has been through it before because I feel like a lot of times um, we kind of just go to whoever, you know, for advice. And it's like people who aren't, who haven't experienced what we're going through or isn't living the life that we want to live, you know? And we're like, okay, we'll just listen to them when they don't know what they're talking about. So that's really good. <laughs> Trust me, that used to be me. You yes. asked everybody for advice. I didn't care. If you were unemployed, I'm going to ask you for job advice. Like this, yeah. is, this is the type of people I used to seek advice from. And now I'm like, mm, probably shouldn't do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, how about you? What, what are some of the ways like instantly when you're going through change and things like what are your kind of go-to like maybe negative habits and what are the some, some of the ones that you try to like fix those negative ones with? <laughs> like some of the better habits that feel better for you um okay negative habits you know it's so funny (laughs) because I can see that I've like I've definitely like grown a little bit okay because like before I used to go so hard I probably go like drinking to like extremes right now what I like to like my bad habit is still drinking but like I don't take it too far where like I black out you know um baby steps but yeah I think that's what I usually do I'll like Oh, sometimes I isolate. That's bad. You know, I'll self-isolate. And like, that's, I feel like that just makes things worse because, because then you ruminate about everything. Like if you lost your job or lost someone, you know, you ruminate about everything, you know, you think like, what did I do wrong? You know, why did I get fired? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? You know, what could I have done differently? So what I try to do instead is like phone a friend or family I feel like my mom always comforts me. I always call her all of my friends. Everyone's super cool. And just, you know, they give you guidance and they just help you through uncertainties and stuff like that. You know, they remind you who you are when you forget, you know, they remind you like this situation is like, you know, it's just like a small, like minuscule part of your life. You know, like you'll get over it. You'll grow. It's going to hurt now, but like, you know, like you're fine. And like, I think it's important to have people who, you know, support you. (laughs) That's true. It's almost like remembering those constants in your life, right? When everything's uncertain, your family's constant, your longtime friends are constant, you know, it almost like grounds you because when like everything's shaken up, you know, those are your rocks in life. Oh my gosh. That was just like, so true. Yeah. (laughs) Just like at home. Oh, I know. So true. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think we just get caught up when something ends or like something's transitioning and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's so scary. It's all right. You have, there's still steady people in your life, you know? (laughs) Definitely. And it's crazy because you have so many different options when you're going through a transition, you could just let it destroy you and take over, or you can do something about it. And like you said at the beginning, let it excite you, see it as an opportunity And of course, that doesn't mean ignore your feelings of fear or uncomfortability because those are all valid. And it's not to say you should push those out and try to avoid them because I think, yeah, sometimes when we try to avoid certain feelings, 
you know what happens they come back full force times 10 (laughs) yeah um yeah so definitely like earlier when I said you should view it as an opportunity of growth and things like that of course you're still gonna feel sad like when it first happens you know like allow yourself to feel that but um you know you've got to realize that that's just a bump in the road you know and yeah you'll grow from it yes absolutely oh my what are some other transitions you've gone through I think for every for everybody you know it's you were at school at one point then you're not in school, things are less structured. I think that loss of structure from school, that's a big one. One thing that's really helped is building a routine, but that's seriously something new to me. I haven't had a routine like till now, you know? And it's just, it's just so nice because like it's structured and I feel like I'm more prepared, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. What are some of the things in your routine that help? Yeah, so I've been trying to set like a morning routine now, you know, like wake up earlier. Um, so I get to do things that I want to do before I even start my workday. I feel like more prepared, more just like ready to take on the day when I have time to myself, you know? Yeah, that's really nice. That's a good point because I feel like on the days where I wake up and actually do stuff for myself, when I'm asked to do things at work, I'm less like cranky about it. <laughs> like if I didn't give myself time in the morning and you ask me to do something at work, I'm like, what do you want from me? <laughs> like, no, no, sir. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, what about uh, you? Do you have like a routine or something that helps you? Routines right now? Oh, I'm so torn because I do want to wake up earlier. I set my alarm for seven, but some mornings, if I feel really tired, I'll let myself sleep because. I realized how much my mood is affected when I don't sleep. So that's like over anything else, making sure I get enough sleep. As far as other routines, I mean, I work a nine to five. So that's like a big part of my routine, Monday through Friday. (laughs) Um, Morning coffee. I'll make coffee for myself in the morning. Take my dog out for a lap in the morning. That's really nice. That's something that is a definite routine. At night, I'm trying to cook more and go out to eat a little bit less. Um, The other day I was actually cooking and I just, I forgot how good it feels to just cook, you know, chopping things and just enjoying the process of cooking and just like making it almost like a hobby. Oh my gosh, you're making me want to cook. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm telling you, it was really fun. Yeah. Because usually I'm like, oh, I have to cook so I can eat. But I was like, wait, this is fun. Like, this is like artsy, you know? Switching your mindset. (laughs) Yes, you have to. But that's a good point. When it comes to transitions, another thing that's constant and that can kind of help you is having that routine. Mm -hmm. Because I've noticed with this whole work transition, I've almost kind of given up certain routines because I'm just stressed and I'm like, no, I, I should just lay and relax. Like I deserve this, you know, but that makes me feel worse because I feel lazy. Oh my gosh. I, yep. Same here. Mm -hmm. And, um, I saw this quote, it was saying, follow through on the promises you make to yourself because it builds like self-confidence. And that's something I have not been doing lately with this whole transition because I'm stressed. Yes, girl. Oh my gosh. You like hit on the nail a hundred percent. But how do you do it? Cause sometimes when you tell yourself like, oh, I can't, I can't eat this thing. That's all I'm thinking about is like doing that thing. 
You know, one thing that's really helped me, I've been listening to the Mindset Mentor podcast. (laughs) And I don't know, he just has like short bits of information, like 20 minute episodes. And it just like really motivates me, you know, and inspires me because you're right. Like you have to make these like promises to yourself and like to build self-trust and confidence, you have to keep those promises to yourself. And you can start by just doing like little things that are easy for you to accomplish first. So that's why I guess people make their bed because it's like the easiest thing to like check off your list, you know? One thing that I've actually have been adding into my routine because my friend told me about it was cold showers. Yes. Girl, okay, it is so hard. Like I do at the end of my shower, you know, and it's just like, I can barely do like two minutes right now. It's so, so cold, but I feel so much better after it because like I accomplished something that was uncomfortable. And like one thing he always says on his podcast, like, okay, like this is, you know, giving you anxiety, you're scared or whatever, but are you going to die from it? Like you're not. So I was like, you're right. Okay. I'm going to do this then. (laughs) Whoa. Yes. I love that because not only can you implement the certainty of the friends, the routines and stuff, but also the accomplishments, like you accomplish something in the day. So you don't feel like a piece of, you know what, you know, at the end of the day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I used to do that. And I, sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't, but I love that. Like that mindset of like, okay, you might be anxious. You might be feeling all these things, but like, you're going to get through it and you're going to survive and showing yourself that in like something so small, but it really just speaks to other areas of your life. If you're able to do that. Exactly. So I feel so accomplished. I'm like, now I can take on the world. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So it's just, it's so funny. Like you can really train your brain, you know, by doing little things like that. How do you keep yourself motivated to do that? Or you don't Um, give yourself an option? Oh girl, listen, like I said, so when I first go through those scary transitions and like, you know, life changes and stuff, I'm going to give myself a few days to like mope around and like take it all in and feel it, you know, and like, it's okay to feel sad. And you know, when things are changing, But then, yeah, afterwards, like you said, like, I'm literally just laying in bed, like ruminating and like wondering what I could do differently. But like, you, it's just, it is what it is, you know? And like me just laying there and wasting the whole entire day, what is that going to do for me? You know, got to get up, do things I want to do, like things I love, you know, talk to people, talk to friends and like, just go ahead and get my day started, you know? Mm, I love that. Yeah. Giving yourself a couple days to just be lazy, be a bum Mm -hmm. almost, because sometimes you really do need that before you can kind of move on or just kind of go on with your life. But I feel like when you start sitting in, sitting in it for a little bit too long, then you kind of have more feelings of self-doubt. You start having some more negative talk kind of like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? You know, like, I'm so lazy. I'm such a bum. And then you start beating yourself up and then it's even harder to deal with transition. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so true. And then like, it's easy when you're in that negative mindset and then you continue with that. Right. So that's why I think, um, I never understood the importance of making my bed. Like my friends would do it all the time. You know, I never understood it, but it's so true. It's just like a little thing that you can check off your list. And then you just go on to the next thing, like cold shower, right? Like it's, you don't want to do it, but you feel so accomplished after. And then when you do that, like you already checked off two things off your list, you know? So then you're like prepared for more things. Yes. You know what this reminds me of is my grandmother because she's so funny. So she can be home alone all day, 
but she'll still get up in the morning, shower, put a full face of makeup on, get her whole entire outfit on every single morning, you know, and that's her routine. Like she'll wake up, have her pajamas on, make breakfast, watch the news for a little. And right after that, and usually she does before, but like no later than after she eats breakfast, does she get ready? And I think almost keeping that consistent for yourself, making yourself feel good, brushing your hair, you know, making yourself feel confident by putting on your clothes, things like that. I think it makes such a big difference. Oh my gosh, girl. Yes. That's so funny. Cause I, I talked about that in like the previous podcast. Um, it's, I never realized that either. That's new to me, you know, because working from home, I would literally like roll out of bed, like two minutes before my shift. Of course I'm like, you know, my mind is all over the place because I just woke up. Like I don't have a morning routine. Like I didn't get ready. I feel icky. I'm still in my pajamas, you know? Yes. So you're right. And then like, you know, just do things that help boost your confidence every once in a while, whether it's like, you know, getting a facial massage or like whatever feels nice for you, pamper yourself a little bit. Yeah. You deserve it. Yes. <laughs> and you might not always feel like you want to do it too. Like I'm sure there's days where my grandmother does not want to get ready. You know, it takes a long time, yeah. but she still does it, you know? And I think sometimes it's just like doing it. Don't think about it. Don't overthink, just do it. And then continue on, you know, one step at a time. Yes, girl. And like, I feel so much better after a fresh face. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yes. You're like, wait, who is this? Oh, you almost don't recognize yourself. Girl, yeah, for sure. Uh (laughs) And it doesn't take as long as you think sometimes, because there will be days where I look, oh my God, you know, I I wouldn't even like, uh, I would, could not be seen looking the way I look some days um but to shower and get ready I'm like oh my god that's so much work like what's the point but it doesn't take that long and like the benefits of it are just like tenfold for the energy you even put in yeah um another thing that helped me was kind of changing the way I viewed it you know I was like why do I have to like get up and like put my face on and like why do I have to go shower in the morning like you know before (laughs) yeah so gross right now (laughs) I know I meant like shower before work like shower at night okay (laughs) but like why do I have to like do all of this you know but it's like viewing it as like, oh, I get to do this. You know, I get to wake up early and like have time to myself. I get to put on like a face of makeup, you know, and things like that. So. Mm. And Um. realizing you're doing it for yourself. And that's the whole thing of just doing things for yourself. And like, for me, I had been putting off going to the gym and getting exercise because I was beating myself up over maybe not looking a certain way. I needed to get toned. I needed to look like this and forgetting the whole reason I like exercising is because it makes me feel good and really just focusing on that. Then I feel like you're more inclined to do the things, the harder things in your day, you know? Yes. You have to remember how it makes you feel. And I think that's one thing that I, I kind of forget, you know, like I always think about the instant gratification instead of like the long-term thing. Like, like you said, um, working out and stuff, you know, I feel so, so amazing after a nice workout, but I think of the instant gratification of just staying in bed. (laughs) This feels nice. (laughs) Yes. And the other thing too, of like, if you're exercising to look a certain way, I know I'm not going to look different after one workout and that unmotivates me, but that I shouldn't think like that, you know? (laughs) Yes. Same girl. That was, I was working out for all of the wrong reasons, you know, like who needs to be on the treadmill for like four hours. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in college. (laughs) 
us little hamsters on the treadmill. Through an elliptical. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Did nothing for me. <laughs> nothing. It's so true. And not for nothing, like if you're going through a transition, exercise, it helps de-stress you. Yeah. Yeah, it helps right? de-stress you. Yeah, yeah it de-stresses you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. And like what it releases, is it dopamine or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been bad at it. I know. But it's so ironic, right? Because I'm like, oh, I'm so stressed. I can't work out. I can't do all these things. I just need to lay. But yeah. yet I don't realize if I would have would do these things, it would help with my stress. It would help with all these other things that I was dealing with. Yeah. Why do you think that's you think it's just comfort? Yeah. Right? It's just yeah, mm-hmm. comfort and easy. That's the thing. It's like exactly yeah. when everything else is unstable, I know I can lay in bed and nothing's gonna move me. <laughs> I'm going under my my covers and I'm going to be like a burrito. Yes. <laughs> don't talk to me, world. <laughs> See, that sounds real nice. But then the next I day know. you don't feel any better. No. <laughs> you have the same problems. Exactly. So get up. <laughs> start your day. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> oh, another thing, though, you you reminded me when I was going to have time journaling. It's nice because you get all of your thoughts out. Just letting yourself write whatever comes to mind. I know when I used to force myself to write certain things, I would just lose the motivation to journal. But even if you feel like journaling something that might not even have anything to do with what you're going through, the fact that you're writing things down, processing your thoughts wherever they go is so beneficial. Yeah, 100%. So as we talked about like the different ways that we initially deal with transitions, you know, like not wanting to do anything, maybe resorting to alcohol as an escape. (sighs) There's actually different symptoms of being like overstressed from like a life transition, (laughs) which I think is interesting. People deal with it in different ways. So um, right. I'm laughing because Coco sent this earlier and I was like, I feel attacked. (laughs) Yes. I know. So I found this article of different symptoms. So, cause like, as you guys already heard, like Cindy and I deal with it, our stress a little bit differently, but here's some other symptoms of, again, yeah, being really stressed or anxious about any kind of transition. So that could manifest itself in ways like having difficulty sleeping, having low energy, getting headaches, which is interesting. Maybe you're just thinking too much. So you're like having a headache or something. Yeah. Digestive issues. Whoa. Wait, oh I, think my gosh. I, I think I have yes. all of these. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, girl, I feel attacked. <laughs> Whoa. Frequent yeah. illness, decreased sex drive. Um, yeah, this is me. A significant increase in appetite or loss of appetite. That always happens to me. You know, um, it's like, it's weird because like different, I don't know if it's just different life phases or something. Like I experience different ones. Like sometimes I will have the increase in appetite where like food is almost a comfort Mm -hmm. you know and then other times I'm just like I'm not even interested in eating food yeah so I don't understand myself (laughs) it must be different types I think I don't know if it was in a different episode but we talked about maybe it was on here but I like realize the times where I stress eat and the times where I don't eat from stress but it's like two different types of stress that I was experiencing that I like had different eating patterns I don't remember what they were anyways feeling overwhelmed, anxiety, and social isolation, like what you said. Mm-hmm. Isn't it so funny going towards isolation when that's literally the last thing you need or the last thing you want, you know, even? 
um, it was weird because I was, I saw this TikTok video and it literally blew my mind because they're like, how come my love language is quality time, which is mine, but the self-sabotaging thing that I do is isolate and disconnects from people. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So the video was saying whatever your love language is, like your self-sabotaging action is the complete opposite of it. Wow. <laughs> When I get into fights with like a significant other or something, you know, I isolate when I don't want that. It's like, I want that connection when I just like isolate myself and like- Wait, me too. Do you think it's because that's the thing we want? And so by like trying to push it away, we feel we want to make sure that person wants that from us. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so if I'm like telling my partner, like, no, leave me alone. I almost want him to fight to spend time with me. That kind of thing. Yes. And like, it causes more disconnect though. <laughs> I know. You're like, I'm like, leave me alone. I don't want you to come. Then he leaves what? me alone. Yeah. And I'm I like, yes. when, you, when you tell him, when you tell him to stop talking to you and he does. <laughs> when he blocked, when you blocked him and he doesn't find a way to contact you. <laughs> when, he, yeah, when you block him and he doesn't email you. <laughs> what is this you obviously don't care about me you don't care about me goodbye (laughs) boy bye (laughs) which is funny because if someone did that to me I'd be like okay next (laughs) (laughs) right oh my god did I tell you different with us exactly exactly um that reminds me one time this guy like tried to reach me and he couldn't reach me anyway so he venmoed me (laughs) so I was like see this is this is what we needed he set the bar up here (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing he knew he understood the assignment he did he did but I think the other thing that's interesting that we've talked about in the past is how if you have like anxiety or things like that from a transition how that can manifest into like physical Mm -hmm. physical illnesses too so that could manifest as like a cold or the flu or something so I just think that's really interesting too yeah it's crazy because there's a lot of connect with your gut too you know Mm -hmm. the the whole like digestive issues it's insane like the connection to it you know so when you feel anxious or like sad and things like that that's it makes sense now why like I have that appetite loss and stuff. Yeah. You know? It's like your body crying out for help. It's like you're not taking care of your mind. Now you're gonna have to take care of your body and slow down. You know, it's almost forcing you to yeah. just stop. It's so crazy to me, like how the body works. Mm-hmm. Here's some tips on how to deal with transitions. Okay, I need to hear these now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first one it says prepare when you can. Um, for transition. So I guess that's talking about, you know, if you're moving, if you're like, you know, graduating, starting a new job, things like that. Uh. That's really true. I think the times where I feel most comforted is when I read a book about transitions or I watch YouTube videos on people talking about it. So yeah, getting that information is so beneficial. That's so true. Yes. Like YouTube videos. Oh my gosh. I've been watching Ted talks and podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Set reasonable expectations. Um, It says unmet expectations can create frustration or stress. If you expect that navigating a transition will just be a breeze and it doesn't work out that way, you may find yourself feeling disappointed. So instead try to set the reasonable expectation that you will likely feel stressed and overwhelmed at times. And it's completely normal to feel that way. Whoa, that's a new one. And I think that's something I've been working on outside of transitions is I used to have such high expectations of people, of 
situations, events, anything. And that all that does is lead you to become disappointed, you know, because nothing's ever going to live up to your expectations. But if you have realistic expectations, or even like you have lower expectations than normal, then always you're going to be happily surprised or like, yeah, like you're always going to feel better about a situation. Yeah. That's what someone was telling me. They said, like set low expectations or something so then yeah. you're, you know like you never know same and I used to think oh my god those people are so depressing like why wouldn't you want to be optimistic and stuff but sometimes it does make things so much better you know it's like it's real funny. being realistic right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so develop a routine is on there it says regular sleep and wake times a daily walk meditation intention setting for the day Ooh. I like it. um yeah I want to start doing affirmations like in the mornings or something. Are you going to write them down? I know some people like write them down on their mirrors. <laughs> put it like in their underwear drawer or something. So they always see it. Like some oh. put it in a place where you look at frequently, I guess. Yeah. So I think my mom was telling me that um, her friend does it and they put it on their mirror. So I was thinking maybe like sticky notes and putting it around. But I'm like, is it going to look messy? <laughs> so I have like a whiteboard. Cute. You can like True. print it out, like type it out and make it look nice make it look cute that's Mm -hmm. true yeah I'll start doing that you could frame it too do like I am something and frame it oh yeah one of my friends has affirmation socks oh my gosh I need they're really cute girl okay did you know like the type of music that you listen to I think we brought it up in a podcast before like it really affects your thoughts and stuff and obviously your thoughts are who you become so I've been trying to be more mindful there's a playlist I'll send it to you of just like yes of like uplifting um music and like affirmations and like talking about energy and things like that so it's cool is it a your glowing podcast pod oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. playlist (laughs) (laughs) on soundcloud no on spotify is that the one (laughs) yes you guys can find it there Link below. <laughs> Another one, set small goals. So instead of trying to fully resolve everything related to your transition, set small feasible goals to take on one at a time. So I think that makes it just more, you know, doable and sustainable, not too overwhelming. I love that. Yeah, because it's so true. Like even I've noticed that with like all my transitions, like I want it to be resolved tomorrow. You know, I'm like, no, this needs to be done. I'm like dying. I can't deal with this anymore. This uncertainty. But again, back to the small accomplishments, like you said, the cold shower, the maybe going to the gym, even if it's for a minute, like those little things can feel good, even if it's outside of the transition itself, but also probably even better to be chipping away at your life change, like making goals for that. Exactly. Oh, by the way, this is from ManhattanCBT.com. <laughs> um, stay connected. So like we said earlier, social support is very, very important during times of transition. And like, it really helped me so much when I kept in contact with you guys, you know, when I moved to California, because um, we are social beings after all. <laughs> yes, we are. You know, and it helps you feel less lonely when you go through transitions and stuff. And then practice self-compassion. It says change is difficult. The reality is that you aren't always going to navigate life transitions perfectly. So be kind to yourself and compassionate to yourself. 
needed to hear that one for sure. Right. I feel like we're just so hard on ourselves and we're always like our own worst critic. So we absolutely are. And especially when it comes to changes and things, I'm like, you know, all the self-doubt comes in and yes, negative self-talk like we had discussed before. But yeah, just be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Yeah. I heard this thing almost treat yourself like your younger you like how your younger self would want you to be treated type of thing or I forgot what what the the whole thing is but just treat yourself nice I know just be nice to yourself that's (laughs) younger you would be sad if you were mean to yourself yeah be kind Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes well anyways I think that's a good place to close our podcast today should I go over three questions yes ma'am Alrighty. The three questions will <laughs> are, are there any changes causing you stress or unease right now? If you're in a transition period right now, how are you currently dealing with it? And what are some healthier ways you could be dealing with your transition? Yes. So yes, hopefully you can take some things we talked about in today's episode. And if you have any ideas outside of what we talked about we would love to hear them so definitely let us know on our website we have like a comment box and then we have instagram that we're always happy to message with anyone on there so yes and if you guys are going through any transitions right now just know that it's just a bump in the road things will get better and um a quote that i really love is like the universe you know, the things that are happening, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Mm. So yes, it's not forever. Things Mm -hmm. are going to get better. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Love it. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye friends. Stay glowing. (laughs) Thank you for joining in on our conversation. It's time for you to get glowing. If you don't already follow us on social at your glowing podcast for updates weekly doses of inspiration, and to join our community of glow-getters.